Peace family, welcome to another episode of Fresh Pharaoh Entertainment. We're your host, I'm Horace the Pharaoh. It's the God Don the Ascended. And your boy Rod the God, we got you another banger for the people. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And so today's topic, you read the title, we're talking about sacred geometry. And don't worry, we're gonna break it down because we know some of y'all wasn't good at math, you know what I'm saying? So yep. we know we know a lot of y'all still hate geometry, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to make it digestible for the average person, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's like, you thought we was going to make this light, man. You're going to get your mind blown today. All right. So what is sacred geometry, right? Pretty shapes. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Sacred geometry uh, ascribes to the symbolic and sacred uh, arrangement of geometric shapes. And based on certain geometric proportions, right? Like the patterns that exist all around us, creating fundamental structures of life in the universe. All right. throughout history. Right. These similar these shapes and patterns are in these designs that you know apply to us are similar very similar to fractals. If you check out the fractal episode, you can probably understand this if you understood that. You know, <laughs> that was mm-hmm. high level shit. But you know, when we talk about sacred geometry, we have to talk, we talk about, it's about the makeup of the universe. Sim- like I said, similar to fractals, but now this is where you specifically see the patterns in the codes that curate the planes that we live on, mm-hmm. right? This is why mm-hmm. when you see certain things, for example, your uh, certain architecture like churches, mosques, this is the reason why people are attracted to it. This is how people get into their religion because the way these buildings are designed, right? Mm-hmm. Which all these buildings, by the way, are designed were based on Moorish science. But this is why they're so attractive even to our people, right? Because they're comprised off of sacred geometry, which makes it sacred architecture. It's so, it's crazy you say that because I it was this is Netflix show. Um, I forgot what it's called, but I watched it and they literally broke down the science and the math behind the architecture. Of of um what was it? It was like this big Catholic building or whatever, like a big church, right? And they were literally going down in depth of like how far away the pillars were from one another, like how big the windows were, everything down to the floor boards to the ceilings, how literally every single thing was mathematically designed precisely to be appealing. You feel me? To to have that mm-hmm. sacred geometry so that you would be naturally drawn to it you feel me right Mm. and sacred geometry is considered an ancient science that explores to explain the patterns that curate and unify all things Mm -hmm. because it's a uh it reveals to you that it's a precise way that the energy of how the energy of creation organizes itself it's not that we create stuff it's that the Energy itself is using itself to create itself. Almost as if it's sentient. You know what I'm saying? Oh, see, I, 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 I like you saying sentient because it's like the universe itself is creating the patterns of itself in order to show us something, if that makes sense. Right. It's, uh, yeah. It vibrates out of resonance. Okay, here's a good example. So it's like when you vibrate water at a certain certain frequency you can see all the uh the ripples 
not the ripples, but when you started vibrating at certain frequencies, it starts making shapes to sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like um if you put water or like the uh, or sand on a speaker, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, start making them shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it makes very specific shapes at that. It's not like just random like circles and triangles. Oh like, no, nah. very intricate shapes. Mm-hmm. Like you get like Metatron's cube, like actual figures in sacred geometry, which only goes to show that these shapes are the makeup of our universe. The fact that you can vibrate water and sand and it curates shapes. Not, but the fact that they're not random, these shapes are so intricate and complex. You're like, bro, how is that even possible? I'm saying, I heard Bass the little baby and up here making deep historical figures. <laughs> and it's these patterns have been broken down into a language. And these lang- this language is math. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the language of it is mathematics, which is why I do get up. I'm not saying everybody needs to be an engineer or a mathematician. Nah, that's not crazy. But what I am saying is that I don't, I don't, I never agree when our people have said, yo, I hate math. I was like, bro, you are math. You'd be like, huh? I'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are math. Mm-hmm. You are the, uh, the megahertz, the decibels. You resonate at a frequency too. We are, we already talked about 432 hertz. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are numbers. So, and we'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to talk about like some of the, the basic shapes that constitute the sacred geometry because when you look at a, a lot of these like complex figures they can really be broken down into more basic shapes for the most oh, yeah. part sure. go ahead man go ahead so well the first one i was going to talk about was the triangle which you know we all know what the triangle is but pretty much the triangle is like almost like the foundation building block of a lot of complex shapes. So if you look at like a tetrahedron, hexahedron, octahedron, all of these things, there's really just like a bunch of triangles put in a a specific formation. You know what I'm saying? And the triangle itself also symbolizes balance, harmony, and completion itself. You know what I'm saying? The three sides, you know, uh, uh, many religions and, and spiritual practices uh, teach about the the importance of the number three. You feel mm-hmm. me? The the, the number of, exactly. That's the that's the number of completion. That number that number three. You feel me? That that higher consciousness number. So, ooh, I, ooh let me add something to that. Just because you said three, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I've always asked people, what's the closest number to infinity? And they'll be like, they'll say all types of stuff. Infinity eight, and I tell them the answer is three. It's the closest number to infinity, and they say how. So then. I tell them, what's the number that's infinite? And they say, I don't know. And I say, pi. And when you write pi, you keep it simple to three digits, no more. Mm -hmm. Mm 3.14. And those three numbers almost symbolize infinity because you know pi goes to infinity. Right. So pi is the closest number to infinity. Period. (laughs) Period. (laughs) And so the triangle, as you said, is a representation of infinity itself. This is why when you add the upside down triangle, right, and then you, you get the quote unquote Star of David, which I think is also called like the Merkaba, something like that. Yeah, the Star of David is like a, a two dimensional version of the Merkaba because the Merkaba, like, even looking at pictures of it, bro, it's it's crazy to think about. It. It's a, literally a three dimensional interlocking triangle. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, you're seeing the front face of it. Yeah, 
and it's a uh, what like I said, it's the close thing to infinity because it it it's on all three planes. It's on the it was on more than three planes almost. You have it on the X plane, the Y plane, the Z plane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it protrudes out to dimensions. It, it it reflects you, and so that well, we kind of went past the triangle, but. I just wanted to add that side note in based on the triangle. No, 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 no. That's actually a, a very, um, you know, something that's very important when you talk about the triangle because, like I was talking about, the the triangle is one of those building block shapes. You feel me? So if you right. take them two triangles, you, you flip one, put it on, now you got the Star of David, right? And now if you take that two-dimensional shape and you add a dimension, now you got the Merkaba, which is, you know, symbolizes things such as uh, merging energies, perfect merging of the divine feminine, divine masculine, giving that perfect harmony. You feel me? Right. Mm-hmm. And this is why, okay, if you listen to our Baphomet episode, this is why you would see the Merkaba is on the Baphomet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The upside down, the Star of David. And this is also correlates to why I say they take your science and make you think it's not your science to stay away from it. Who do you see with the Star of David all the time? The Jews. Mm-hmm. They using your science against you, and you stay away from it because you think it's of a, a, a religious concept, right? It, when it's it, just when it's just math, you know the society has done a great job of making us choose to not pursue things that are for our betterment. You know what I'm saying? They they've done a great job of making us believe certain things. Um, you know, about whatever it may be in order to deter us from doing our own research. But, you know, yeah. the, the, the time is now to, like you said, this is just math. You feel what I'm saying? These are shapes, shapes that we see every day, but they have such deeper meaning. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, one more thing about the triangle. It's funny because you can, you know, even though it's a triangle, is that one shape in math that never goes away. Yeah. Like, like okay, you you talk you can find triangles and parallelograms. Where's a parallelogram? Something like that. <laughs> Parallelogram. There you go. I said parallelogram. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them shapes that are always within another shape. Or like you doing some math question, you'd be like, I was in count two, and they was something about some. Now how can we find the area of this integral? You can put a triangle. I said no, you can't. I said how you get a triangle in there? He wrote a triangle. I said, y'all just making up stuff. Y'all just throwing this shape everywhere. I'm tired of this shit. But you know what I'm saying? Just right. all, that, all that sine, cotangent, all that just on a triangle too. I'm like, Jesus. Right. All right. The, triangle. the triangle is infinite. It's, its applications are infinite. You can't do nothing without the triangle. You a triangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you talk like that, niggas think you're crazy. Nah, homie, you a triangle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, we actually are triangles when you think about the physical, spiritual, and emotional Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it like also the triangle is the what is it like the the polygon with the least amount of sides? Yeah. Anything yep. less than that not good it counts as a polygon. Because but that's because it's the closest number to infinity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it, it all comes full circle. Speaking on that. I'm about to say speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess when we talk about the circle, I mean, I want to say it's self-explanatory. You got you got cycles. You got 360. You know what I'm saying? The never-ending cycle. Right. You have mm-hmm. the Ouroboros. You have 
the circle represents time. It represents the never, yeah, the never ending cycle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is your cycles of change. You know what I'm saying? I think the the circle it could represent like God itself. You feel me? It's like something that it created out of itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like it's something that. Like you said, the Ouroboros, the snake that's eating his own tail, is just never ending. You know what I'm saying? No beginning, yeah. no end. It's just existence itself. And, okay, speaking of that, when you look at all sacred geometry, if I'm not mistaken, at least most of them are encapsulated within a circle. Right. I could be wrong. Well, no, that's true, because um, the, the, what shape is it? The flower of life? Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's a circle. And the flower of life is literally just a bunch of circles, like put together in a specific formation. So, um, I don't, I don't really know how to describe the flower of life, but I know many of you have probably seen it, and it's like it, it looks kind of like psychedelic when you look at it. Yeah, but I think it's like because it's still fractals at the end of the day as well. Exactly. And I think to create like one segment of the flower of life, you need seven circles. So you put them like all the circles in like a hexagon type shape and they put a circle in the middle and that creates the flower of life. And that pretty much that symbol is like the, the blueprint of creation. You feel me? It's like the building block of the universe. So that shows you right there. So if you take in this one simple shape, which is the circle, and you put a bunch of them together, and now you got a flower of life, the seed of life, the blueprint of creation. You feel me? So, you know, that goes more in-depth of showing how the, the simpler building blocks of, you know, these these sacred geometry shapes, you know, they start off as these simple shapes. And once you put it all together, that's when you get the mind-blowingness. And on top of that, if you look at, like, okay, so, you know, the circle of life, they got all the circles, but you know, like in the middle, it's like almost like five circles. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. That, that's the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah. Oh, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing of the Kabbalah with Ketha, Kesha. I probably got them in the wrong order, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The energies of the Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Is it Kabbalah, Kabbalah? I'm going to say Kabbalah. You know, I like Kabbalah. But that's that <laughs> same thing, right? And this is why people say fruit are women. Because when you cut fruit, it looked like a woman. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. no. For, I done seen some oranges that had me feeling the type of way. Oranges, peaches, all that, boy. Oh, gua- y'all seen guava? Guava do it, too. Guava be on some. It be thinking, bro. I'm like, that guava real small. With <laughs> that guava be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We going through the shapes to give you a basic understanding of what shapes create sacred geometry. But what these shapes aren't, we call them shapes, but shapes are just cold. Mm-hmm. Shapes mm-hmm. are just cold for the matrix we live in, like binary. It's even, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was a report that came out that said the universe can be, when they when they tried to break down the universe, when they, you know how they do stuff like they make the little radio waves and they speak back? How they can trace stuff from the Big Bang and whatnot. Yeah. So basically, when they did something similar to it, what they got back was binary code from the universe. Ones and zeros. Mm. So the same stuff that we use, our our computers are literally the universe. That's how we're able to create a universe 
in the universe, in the universe. Just like when I said that reference a few episodes ago, like to the Rick and Morty thing, we had a universe inside a universe inside a universe. Yeah. Yeah, this is that same thing. The universe, when it was spitting back the code, it was spitting out ones and zeros, binary code. So then for us to go and make a computer using binary code, you know what I'm saying? It's that same practice. Creating our own, a, a smaller universe. Because we already seen what language they speaking in. Right. And for us to understand that language, that's where you have AI come in. AI going to be like, oh, okay, I'm just ones and zeros bet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And then so on and so on. And then... Well, let's move on to the next shape. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and so, I think... <laughs> Uh, what's the next? I guess we can talk about the square, right? Which the square mm-hmm. basically is just like your foundations. Exactly. That's just like solidarity. You know what I'm saying? That I think the square it, it represents like the earthly aspect of of creation. You know what I'm saying? Or life. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like it's like mm-hmm. having that that base structure that the four sides. You know what I'm saying? It's just stable stability. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the base. You know what I'm saying? The base of a pyramid got the two. Square. What? What's base pyramid? Like triangles and squares? Mm, yes, actually. There's and, one square face and the rest of triangles. And speaking of that itself, if I'm not mistaken, the pyramid itself is a form of sacred geometry. Yes. Which is why, I mean, which is why it's something that people have yet to understand how it was built. That it makes this, which leads me back to how people are always saying the older think people were primitive, yet you can't replicate something from the quote-unquote primitive people. Mm. How can the pyramid, the pyramid is sacred geometry, that's why it's so hard to replicate. It takes a higher... And it's still standing. And it's still standing. And it's still standing. Mm -hmm. And no one understands how it's physically sound, because the structure of the pyramid shouldn't be able to actually stand on itself, but it does. With perfect ease, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's um, you know, I was doing my reading, and it's actually crazy because a lot of people think that the pyramid is just the the four triangles and the one uh-huh. square, but it's also another shape in the uh, pyramid. In- inverted. That, um, it's the uh the spiral. So I know y'all know about the spiral, like the golden ratio, Fibonacci sequence. The spiral uh-huh. is uh. Mm-hmm. A very important part of sacred geometry as well and pretty much if you like let's say you are looking at a pyramid and you like draw a circle in the bottom and then you just keep drawing circles like within the walls you, by the time you get to the mm-hmm. top you're gonna have a spiral you feel me mm-hmm. so it's like the pyramids not only represent you know the energies of the square and the four triangles but also the, the energy of the spiral as well oh mm-hmm. that just reminded me you're talking about spirals. Kundalini moves up your body, your back in the spiral motion as well. It, it, exactly. It's just like that. The spiral moves up the pyramid to the apex. It's literally just mm-hmm. like that. And as we know, Kundalini is like, again, that apex of you reaching to your soul. This is all three of your chakras. This is you in tune. It's your highest frequency. This is that awakening you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like your DNA. I mean, your DNA more like a double helix, but it's still like got that spiral motion. So, for the pyramid to represent that is a is a physical manifestation of that at the highest degree. 
Exactly. Because even think about it like this. Look at the way the, the pyramids, they spiral from the base. Now, what is the Kundalini spiral from? Your base, your root chakra, right? And where does it end? The apex. Exactly. It, which was to be a resemblance of the, the apex of the pyramid. You feel me? So it literally all goes hand in hand. And they literally were an energy source because the groundwater that was under the water would char- would ionize from the groundwater with the metals and the you know sedimentary rock under there, and it would charge the pyramids based on what the metals. I mean, the uh, the material they was made of, thus releasing almost ele- electromagnetic energy from the pyramids. I think it was like the pyramids they were made out of uh, what is it, sandstone and limestone. Yeah, something like that. I forget, but yeah, they were actually, you know, created out of the certain material to conduct electricity in a certain manner. Right. And see, it's these mm-hmm. architects of geometry itself that are, uh, they have this inseparable relationship between everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I said, it's part of our matrix code. You, that we wouldn't be here without the geometry. The universe used itself to create us. The universe is its own template. Mm-hmm. The universe inspected itself and said, oh, word? Bet. And it curated this. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so this, given this, you then have to question arises like what is the spiritual meaning behind these symbols? And we already kind of tapped into that with like the, the Kundalini aspect because you can look and we know this stuff is because from the way our the molecules and our DNA look, how snowflakes look, how crystal grids look, stars and galaxies are all formed out of these geometric codes. So, I mean, snowflakes literally our sacred geometry falling from the sky. You know what I'm saying? It's literally mm. sacred, it's literally sacred forms geometry just falling out of the sky. Like, yeah, we here. I mean, it's in the fact that bro, it, it's just crazy to think about how things are structured in this universe. You feel me? Because it's like the the fact that these these infinite amount of, of structures can literally fall from the sky all uniquely structured, bro. All uniquely structured, but they all resemble and symbolize the the base aspect of the sacred geometry of the universe. And you know, it's funny because when but the original people are always emphasizing that understanding this was essential to your soul. Facts. And the understanding these codes were symbolic was like was helping you understand your inner and outer realm at the same time. Mm-hmm. As above, as below. If you understand how the outside works, you understand how the inside works. Exactly. And so with it, with, it, with this comes a better sense of overall awareness. And I mean, it's all this, I mean, it, it speaks as if it's, it's, this is woven into your fabric of creation. This is creation. This is how people create like sigils and What's the other one? Yeah, pretty much like sigils and like sorry, other ones are like an M or sign, don't it? Like man, mandalas. Yeah. Mon- yeah, yeah, that's it. And so mm-hmm. this is how people create these sigils and mandalas. Cause I have a I I have a pendant too. And I think it's Metatron's cube. And it's it's like a pendant that has the sacred geometry. And that's the one pendant I wear that I get the most compliments. And I'm talking about I'll just be walking people like they would just gaze at me and they'd be like, Where'd you get it? It's so beautiful. And they would become mesmerized just with the shape of it itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More than my eye of horror's pendants mm-hmm. and all that. They look at this and they get stopped. And they're like, it's so different. Like, it ain't different. You see this every day. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. it's brought to your attention 
these people will almost be hypnotized just by the look at it. They're like, what's it made of? I'd be like, you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, you. They'd be like, huh? <laughs> and so it said with that, your sacred geometry, understanding sacred geometry, it brings together your physical, emotional, mental, and physical being. So when you think of it, when you think of us as being light beings, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about how sacred geometry, how you can make it show itself by, you know, vibrating stuff at certain frequencies, these geometric codes can also resonate by, by uh, how the body radiates light. So energy, you know, so yeah, it radiates light energy. And so this links you to your multidimensional, your multidimensional self with the infinite universe. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the sacred geometry itself contains these high frequencies of energy and light and they use you use it to transform yourself you know yeah you used to transform yourself and so this is where certain theories like nikola tesla would come up with the free energy theory right right free energy and i think the theory was like for like every square root of not every cube root of 10 to the 23rd cube root of space was like Oh, no, my bad. It was like for every cube inch of space, it was like 10 to the 23rd amount of energy within that cubic inch. Which is how he then used the same science, the more science to create the Tesla Tower. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what he was about to create, uh, give free energy to the world. Right, but the reason they didn't go forward with that was because they was like, oh, he said, how much would this cost? He told them, oh, free. And they said, yeah, we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They said, why not monopolize this? But it's free energy. It's energy. And I think the whole point to be made by that was that you don't, you really want to be real with it. You don't have to pay for nothing because it's, it's literally here. The space in your room is all energy. If energy is mm. not created nor destroyed, I mean, it's sitting around doing nothing, waiting to be used. Right. It's similar to how like certain things, when they react to oxygen, they blow up. You know what I'm saying? It's energy. It's just here. Exactly. And so. This is, I mean, this is uh, essentially the importance of, like, understanding what the shapes mean. Because these shapes are just basic platonic solids that you can use. And so you can even meditate with these symbols or, like, the crystal grids, right, to help you raise your kundalini as well. Oh, yeah, I was reading about the crystal grids. And, I mean, they bring you back essentially to your essence, to bring you who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you deepen... You deepen the inner scope of yourself to harmonize with your outer self. You know? No, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I think when we talk about crystal grids, there are a few. I mean, there's crystal grids for essentially all the grids, like all the main solids, like square, triangle, circle. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was looking at the um because, you know, in the previous, like, whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, when I was talking about the, the basic shapes and, and all, there was, like, crystal grids for each one. Mm, and what do the uh, crystal grids emphasize in that case, then? Hold on, they pretty much emphasize the same thing as the shape? Pretty much, like, hold on. I got to look back in my notes. Hold on, I'm going to find it. Hold on, I'm fine. Give me two seconds. Okay, so, all right, bet. So the circle grid, um, 
it says provides like the feeling of safety, boundaries, feeling secure and protected, right? And so if that's, you know, something that you need to work on, obviously you can meditate with a circle grid. Now, the square grid says it creates a foundation or base to build from, so like a grounding. So I would say meditate using that if like you're starting a new project or something or if you feel like you need some, you know, earthly support, you feel me? And the triangle grid was to encourage the rise upwards to higher consciousness and elevating your energy upwards, which also represents balance and harmony. So that was pretty much, you know, self-explanatory. And the star of David grid, which is pretty much what we're talking about with the Merkaba, um, and this activates the Merkaba, and it says it's actually a very powerful grid uh, because it creates high spiritual and psychic energy for healing, protection, and connecting with spiritual beings in other dimensions, manifestation, et cetera, et cetera. So, and that explains why that symbol is even on the star. I mean, on the Baphomet. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that manifestation energy right there. That that's that real magic. Oh God. And so, even back to Mandalas, because I was thinking, uh, in Sanskrit, right? I think I mentioned that earlier. Or some or another episode where I was talking about Sanskrit, mandala actually translate the circle, mm. and so that again correlates to back how you said a uh, circle represents God. Yeah. So so you're partaking in God. Look, you partaking in the Godhood of yourself when you creating a mandala. So again, the circle aspect, and there are circles in all sacred geometry. They either encapsulated in the circle or they contain circles or they have circles they have circles you know <laughs> what i'm saying they got <laughs> circles and so funny enough when you're creating these mandalas you can create a mandala with a specific intention or these sigils with specific intentions and so you can cast upon the energy within it to it's like if people have lucky charms right and honestly to me like mandalas they look just like you know the symbols for each chakra how it looks yeah. like that little flower that those honestly uh-huh. represent uh resemble mandalas to me they're just different you know slightly different patterning but between each of them but for the most part it's pretty much the same structure i mean it makes sense because when you're working on mandalas you you were talking about the inner workings of yourself right and so i mean i think we covered all the general basics for sacred geometry for today I mean, this episode, if you listen to this episode and you go back and listen to the fractal episode now, especially if you didn't quite understand it, you should be able to put two and two better because these two topics coincide together. With fractals come sacred geometry. I say, honestly, um, it's almost like done kind of backwards. You know what I'm saying? Because if if you didn't really understand the fractal episode that much, you can watch this episode and maybe get a a better grasping of, of what the the fractals episode is talking more about right because within the sacred geometry you have the fractals Mm -hmm. you can keep zooming in on a snowflake and you'll continue to see the same pattern of the snowflake exactly so i mean they're both mathematical concepts to be used and they're the groundworks for us on this plane dimension etc etc what i'm saying energy work Yeah, energy work, light work. Tap in, homie. This is the best time to tap in. You feel me? Right. And on that note, we're going to close this out. You know what I'm saying? 
Shout out to everybody that listened to us because, you know, we're on the road to 3K. Or we probably did 3K by the time this come out. So, you know, appreciate that, man. That dope. Yes, much love. Thank you for tuning in and sharing to others. Oh, he alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to close this episode out. Y'all know how we do. You know how that outro go. From men to kings. From kings to gods. This has been Fresh Fire Entertainment. Peace, family. <laughs>